There was a man who inherited a house when his uncle died. The house sat on a hill outside of town, and rumor had it that the old place was haunted. Oh no. The man decided to move in straight away, despite his reservations. But late that night, the phone rang, and when he answered it, a creepy voice said, I am the Viper. I will be there in two hours. (laughs) And then it hung up before he could say anything. Not long afterwards, the phone rang again, and the same creepy voice said, I am the Viper. I will be there in 20 minutes, and hung up. This made the man quite nervous, and he began to wonder who this mysterious caller could be. Before he knew it, the phone was ringing again. He needs to change his number. I am the Viper. I will be there in 10 minutes. The man was getting much more concerned now. A few minutes later, the phone rang. I am the Viper. I will be there in five minutes. Needless to say, the man began to panic. Again, the phone rang, and the man slowly lifted the receiver and put it to his ear. I am the Viper. I will be there in one minute, said the voice. The man ran around, locking all the windows and doors, and then called the police. They told him that the officers were on their way. Suddenly, there was a knock at the door. Shaking with fear, the man opened the door a crack and asked, Is that the police? No, replied the voice. <laughs> I am the Viper. He even called I come morning. every night to wash and wipe your windows. Where should I start? <laughs> that's it. That's the whole story. <laughs> it's not really a scary story. That's a spooky. It's a funny spooky story. It's a funny spooky story. I mean, the, the guy who... I always imagine it was like some dude in an apartment, right? Because if it was your house, then it would still be creepy. Because like, yeah, even if you just, oh wait, yeah, I think it was a house actually. The story started that way, right? Like yeah. his uncle died. Okay, so his uncle obviously had some. Uh, well, all the W's are V's, so I just imagine him as being like I don't know Jewish. Or, or like well, you East did like Coast. an Arnold voice. Was that more Arnold? Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess it was kind of like Austrian sounding. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Aust- Austrian They're Jew. Scary. His Austrian Jew voice. Austrian Jew. Yeah, yeah why just not? like a. What's that? Not Silence of the Hills. <laughs> no, the, the Hills Have Eyes? I don't no, know. What you're uh, sound of Music? Is oh, that, The Sound of Music. Yeah, yeah, they were Austrian, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. The hills are alive with the sound of music. That's oh, the song. That's and that's what, what was in my head. I'm like, they're not silent. You're trying to reference aloud your own brain. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, that's what we're going to talk about today a little bit is the brain. Yes. Essentially, right? Or a brain. And well, not necessarily our own brain. Yeah. Well, I think we'll have to find a way to interface with this new entity called AI. The AI. And we should maybe preface the fact, and I'm sure anyone who listens to us already knows that we are not professionals or scientists when it comes to this stuff. Oh, speak for yourself. I mean, I I get paid oh. millions of dollars well, to in that case. I will defer to, <laughs> to you to then. speculate and to make no, rash hey, judgments. <laughs> that's no problem. I'll just defer to you, like for the expertise, because I like I'm good at playing an idiot, so it's gonna be easy. For and I'm good at me. making things up on the spot. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, as far as AI is concerned, let's start by. Let's start by. I think for me. I don't know why, maybe this is selfish, but entertainment. I want to see what AI is going to create to entertain us, right? Dude, and, I think and, eventually we'll have enough recordings, right? Yeah. So we, what we should do is in the future, maybe our 100th episode, right? Okay. Is we'll get a bot to write a script for us oh, that's based off of what we've already done before. That's a cool idea. And then we can have the uh, another software read the script and our voices because it will have enough information to do that. Can we get that? Is that something we can do? Like have a I think by our our hundredth episode, maybe. Oh, by then? Yeah, because right now there are programs that are being made. Because like I know that. you can get because like there's an like deep fake, right? Yeah, which is for visual, but there's also auditory ones that do it too. That will do it like in the That's voice. It's gonna be so crazy, man. Well, even like Google, just Google Maps and other things like that in general have. They have, you know, different like the voices you can choose for your Google Maps and stuff is pretty sophisticated. It sounds way better than, you know, Microsoft Sam from back in the day. But Sam. I, 
I like it. I don't know. Yeah, I got no. an English woman speaking to me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So maybe my my AI girlfriend one day will just be some. Would you do that? Would you date an AI? Well, I mean, is it dating or is it just? It's really just a toy at that point, still, isn't it? Like, well, aren't it depends I on how attached you become, reasons? right? I don't know. I I can't see myself. I don't get attached in life really easily at all. So I can't imagine it happening with a device. Yeah, because I'm not even materialistic. I get into, you know, I need I, I need actual contact to to feel emotional. You know, I, need, I need I need that that sure. physical touch. Well, they're gonna give that. That's gonna be on the t- on on offer. Yeah, but it's like in the back of your head, you know, it's all fabricated. Yeah, I mean, what what is what is a person need? but a fabrication, anyway? <laughs> okay, but physically speaking, like, how much convincing do you really need, right? I mean, if it looks like a woman and feels like a woman and sounds like a woman, beyond a beyond the physical yeah. of what you desire from that, I mean, I, I I make the joke sometimes, like you know, women better watch out, man, because the sex bots, the future, that's going to be oh, the real they're, competition. They're here and they're they're making their waves through. They already have brothels of of sex like bots. That's kind of weird. Imagine if your job was, was to clean, to that? clean the yeah, bots. Gross. <laughs> I mean, what do you use? Like a you got your like you wouldn't use a squeegee. You'd use like a <laughs> some kind of sponge and maybe like a toilet bowl like brush. You know, something cylindrical so that yeah, you can get need, in those you need like, difficult to reach places. I would almost feel like they would want something detachable which you could just replace, right? Like like what you do with surgical equipment. Or well, anything else like that, because that's that's not only is that intimate, but it's also like if you're going to be selling this object and renting it, yeah, I would think you'd want replacement parts for that. Well, I've seen I've seen that on like on the internet, like back page ads and stuff like that, where instead of hookers and escorts, it's love dolls, it's like sex dolls, and you yeah. know, it's just some guy that owns this thing, and he's literally renting it out. Yeah, for whatever amount per hour, I think one hundred seventy-five dollars or something was one I saw. Wouldn't that be funny if you're like some bystander, right? And you see this guy pulling out something out of his trunk that looks like a human body, and you oh. see him bringing it up over his shoulder. That's it's like, be so what do you weird. think? Like, because from a distance, it's gonna look like a real person. <laughs> so, like, would you just think that this, this dude just murdered someone who's bringing him up? <laughs> <laughs> God, I think that anyway. Sometimes the way people do their trash. So, Mark, do you think uh, our future robots and AI should have the resemblance of humans? I think at least at first, and I've thought about that too. I think initially, even though there's that sort of uncanny valley effect going on, yeah, I think they should resemble humans. I don't think they should be an attempt to make them as human as possible. That's like something you see going on right now, and I think that's a mistake. Yeah, like the whole Turing thing, Like that's not important for... AI, you know? Yeah, not th- yet at least. Right? I don't think that comparing a, an, a, an AI to humans is really necessary because they're going to be doing things more than humans. Like, right. they're going to be our our mental tools, right? Well, Instead of our physical tools like a car. They're going to make us completely irrelevant. Right. I mean, uh, Ben Gertzel makes it good. He's someone everyone should listen to, I think, either whether you're like put off by him or not yeah he's he's a little off-putting I but think. he's really smart and he makes a good point he's like you know a squirrel like the importance of the everyday events of a squirrel's life um have purpose to the squirrel and are important to the squirrel and the squirrel lives in a park that we have protected right right and so the squirrel arguably has little to no predators and it's day-to-day going on doesn't are irrelevant to us however the squirrel is only safe if he stays in that park. Once he leaves it, he may, you know, he will enter a world that he doesn't under, understand and he may get run over by a truck. Mm-hmm. So he makes that analogy to the, the, the level of intelligence that an AI or a singularity will have one day when compared to humans. Um, and the only way, maybe the only way for humans to understand that at all is to become a part of it, to basically upload your brain into a singularity at which point you're really more of a legion of minds, right? You're not one mind anymore. Or, or you're not a you're not a specifically narrow kind of mind. Right, so you're not talking about interfacing with it in a mental scape. You're talking about becoming, m- becoming part of it. Part well, of I bring that up as a, as a point because 
again, going back to what you asked as far as, you know, should, should AI robots, let's say, you know, the drones that the AI creates uh, to interact with us in a more personal, physical way uh, to resemble humans. I think it's a mistake to try to make them like Terminators, right? To make them look exactly like us yeah. because that puts us on our guard because uh, we, we know it's false, right? right? It's like when you put, when you put like a stuffed animal next to the animal it resembles mm-hmm. what happens they usually get either terrified and run or they attack it yeah. because they know that it is false on a level that is usually a way to ambush or manipulate i also think humans are very limited physically as well so it's like why we're, we're so constrained by our body why well, would you want it, your machine yeah. to be constrained in the same ways because it's not going to be able to disarm maybe there's more ways that a, oh, a, well, a robot think could be designed that's a to really good point. Yeah, that's a good point. The fact that it would have human constraints, but it, in the, but also it would be, it would be also more powerful though than us in those limitations, right? Yeah. So like its knees, our knees would be destroyed if I if I try to lift five hundred pounds without you know years of practice and become yeah. That's stronger. not your knees; it's your back. That's I would just go out yeah, first. my back, my knees. I destroy a lot, right? But the, yeah. but that robot drone could do that probably easily, right? But. You know? Perhaps without any real effort. There might be more mechanically efficient ways to design that thing as well. True. But my point is that that would also put us off because we'd be jealous, right? It's a lot of negative Yeah, I'm already jealous of birds, though. Well, yeah, but not in, not in any way that you can relate. I mean, meaning, like, if you're jealous of the fact that a bird can fly, it doesn't upset you. You're, you're, you're not really jealous. You're more, like, envious of the, of the feet, it's not like the bird can be you and you can't be it. Yeah. But in an AI robot, it very much is better than you physically in every way. And it <laughs> and doesn't mentally, deteriorate. Yeah, it can be also be, re- its parts always. can be replaced, right? So I think, I think they, they should resemble us. So in, in a way that is somewhat comical perhaps, but also cute and friendly. And I'm not saying power putt girls. So you want it to be obvious that they're a robot then. it should be obvious yeah they should almost look like cartoon characters so almost, almost like, like something hearted okay yeah something light-hearted yeah like big eyes and yeah like dis- you know big eyes they should look they should naturally even though they are more powerful than us they should look timid or they should look um because body language is a big thing yeah you know and expression on a face like i want the, these robots to express emotion but in a way that looks robotic not in a way that looks human because humans aren't ready for that. It's just like modern technology. You know, there's going to have to be, we're going to need generations of humans to just grow up with that technology yeah. for it to be acceptable, to be understood better. Yeah. You know. Are you polite phones, to robots? Everything. Am I what? Are you polite to robots? Like, do you say thank you to your your Google assistant or whatever? Right now, yes, jokingly. Because, so, as I mentioned before, I have a, a British female voice for my Google Maps. And I, I chose her not necessarily because I like the way she sounds, although it is pleasant, but because she apologizes when she makes mistakes or she she's very kind about redirecting me. So it actually it affects my road rate. It actually calms me down a little bit. The fact really? that I sound like a female voice talking nicely to me. Yeah. Um, and maybe there's a whole psychological you know bridge or architecture for that, but I don't know what it is. I just know that it works and I like it. And... Yeah, so I'll jokingly, you know, and be polite or even thank it, but it's a joke right now. Yeah. Um, I do think that there is, from what I've seen online in videos, there is an AI already that can, that maybe is beginning to understand uh, emotions and niceties of of that of that sort. And I would, yeah, I mean, if I felt I was having a conversation with a robot that felt human, I would, of course, be polite to it. So, what do you do when you? Uh check out of like a, a grocery store do you say thank you to the machine still yes i would do yeah you? not the ones that we have now no i see i used to why i used to say really? thank, i used to do it just because it was habit yeah of always saying thanks to the cashier but then there was none around so i used to but then i started seeing where they were stationed mm-hmm. like the actual humans so i'd say thank you on my way out to them even though they didn't really do much. That's what I, see, but, I've done that. Yeah, they're just standing, like the ones that monitor, they're just yeah. standing there. I say thank you so that those people can hear me. Yeah. But you're right. Sometimes I've said thank you in like a non-direct passive way. So I'm kind of thanking the store, the, the robot, and the person at the same time. Like I'm thanking the experience. Thanks, world. Thanks, world. Yeah. For that 
TJ Maxx t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. No, I've done that. I have done that. But, well, I mean, how do you feel about, have you seen the movie Surrogate with Bruce Willis? No, I don't think so. All right, so before I ask this question, I'll give you a little synopsis, right. right? Without going into the plot, the setting is that in the future, humans are able to wirelessly connect their conscious thoughts and really their their synaptic you know like impulses with these drones that they can control so it doesn't matter you know like one one character is a man and his drone is a beautiful you know barbie doll hollywood looking woman right and for other people it's just them but it's a version of them that's younger and slightly better looking things like that so most of the world has accepted these surrogates these these you know wi-fi robots they control but then there's a second group there's a minority of people who detest it and they live kind of like people now that live off the grid and they're completely like solely you know self-sufficient they detest that interact that they think it ruins human interaction and basically the premise of the movie is an extension of your cell phone how do you feel about that would you be would you be in the minority that thinks no humans are humans and robots are robots and we shouldn't cross that line we shouldn't become the androids that we kind of are becoming now or would you just think that would be really fun like uh you know maybe zach is in his 70s and he wants to look he wants to control a you know a 23 year old version of himself so do i get to feel what the robot feels yeah you feel everything that the robot feels um you know, you don't feel pain unless you want to feel pain. So, so I'm, can, I would be at home and my robot would be roaming you're around. You're basically, yeah, you're you're in like an iron lung or a chair, and, you know, like an apparatus that lets you wires, wirelessly connect this robot that looks and feels, for the most part, let's say, human. Or maybe you'll I have think that's skin. valuable. I think, I think that would be really cool to be able to do, mm-hmm. but I think that the, the more valuable experience would be to experience it in the flesh. You know, to actually go there. Just because it's, it is, to me, that would feel more of a traditional. Why is way. that more legitimate if your brain can't tell the difference? Because I know the difference. How if do I, you know the difference, though? Because I, I, cause I know where I am physically. So, only, so well, that's it, based on your senses, though. So the faculty, the, 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 the fact that you can, the faculty of your senses is telling you that you are real, right? Because you've spent your life being a real person. But if you are a child who was brought up with a surrogate, their whole life i think it's plausible oh, snap. yeah I'm so pl- it's possible to argue to say that they feel more normal inside the skin that's exterior to them so how do you really how do you argue so that how you're do more you, real how do you stay fit as a kid then how do you stay like keep your body from atrophying well maybe you don't and and maybe you like just become this gelatinous mess and sure then then i mean you could survive off an iv let's say yeah i mean there was a movie called mind warp which is really cool B horror movie with um, Bruce Campbell that I like, and in that movie, the one part like the world is a terrible. It's a nuclear waste, right? And whoever does live on the on the surface or underneath, um, are like mutant type people, and they're crazy. Everybody's crazy and messed up, and there's all kinds of, you know, negative experiences. But the upper one percent, the upper echelon of humans that have you know have separated themselves from society, if you want to call it that, uh, live in these computer generated realities right where they can generate any kind of world they want to live in right um and that is i mean how how is and that's what their bodies are like they're they're completely unfit and you know they wake up only to use the bathroom and some of them don't even do that so i mean they're just in their their fake world 100% of the time right they won't even know when they die so i mean should should it reach that point or and does that matter like what if you can upload your brain so if you could upload Zach's mind to an AI computer to a singularity, it instantly could be copied, and then each version of you would still be you, but really an independent, and it could be living an entirely different life. There might be a thou- instantly a thousand Zachs. Yeah, but the thing is, when you when you die, your physical body, like that part of you, is gone forever. So the the digital you doesn't really matter to you. It's not. It's not you anymore. Well, let's put it to this, you this way. So let's go back to the idea of the surrogate, right? Right. Let's say that instead of you controlling the surrogate, uh, a copy of your brain, let's say a twenty-eight-year-old copy of your brain, is placed into the body of a surrogate. Okay. Right? Okay. And there's the robot Zach, the android Zach, mm-hmm. 
and the real quote unquote Zach. Right. And you're living separate lives. Right. The robot Zach goes on to become mortal. The original Zach, the fleshy Zach, right. dies. Why is one more real than the other? Why are you the well, real Well, I would one? say that when I say real, I just mean the original. Okay. That's all I meant. I think that's fair, yeah. But I think that that, 22, that other Zach yeah. is still a valid life because it still has my thoughts and feelings as a real person. Do you lose your rights once you separate your mind from your body? So do I lose my rights to that as a, copy? As a person in, in, in the world where laws matter, do you lose your rights once you upload? Do copies of you have rights like you do? Can they vote? What if they take a body? If they take a robot body, body what, will they be treated the same as you? Or are they still I don't think they property? would be. I, don't, I think they'd be considered a, a well, that's, property. Yeah. That's the worry I think some people have, and it's it's a worry I have because if my mind can be perfectly copied, right, and it's given an android or a false body, that mind is going to suffer as I would suffer mm-hmm. if I was suddenly chastised, or right, abused, but or even destroyed, yeah, or tortured. So, but I, but I don't. I think society would treat it that way. Well, I think I think what we're going to probably decide as a society is that we don't want perfect copies of our minds, and of course, people there will be people that are doing it. Right? I Once think the, the, technology the coolest exists. thing about being able to copy yourself would be for your relatives to see you and to visit you when you after you're dead. You know, because they'll be able to talk to your oh, that is such a your is echo. such a wild thought, man. That's who would be valuable to so to basically. I think we'll reach immortality that way before we reach it physically. And that's another thing, too. I don't know. Because the mind is really complex. Well, not only that, you're right, actually. But think about this. Like, once we create an AI that's smarter than than man. Yeah, who knows what technology is going to explode to. It's going to be instant, right? I mean, like, the level, like, the speed at which discoveries are made is we won't even be able to wrap our heads around it it's just gonna be leaps and bounds and that's why i'm I'm willing to sacrifice you know jobs for for that for the technology increase right but what about so i mean you could say that what you and i are doing right now is what we want our lives to be right this is how we want to this would be an amazing life i exactly if we could just make money off of this that's oh, yeah. well that's right so let's say so we are right now we're not being paid for it but we are right now doing what we want to do with yeah. our lives imagine if that was taken away from us by by ai by robots and maybe this is a bad example let's say someone who really loves their job like a football player or a lawyer or a doctor or oh. or even a nurse or or a carpenter like dude nurses are going to be taken out well all the nurses of just collect data Every job can literally be replaced yeah. theoretically by an AI robot in the future. So how do we as humans then determine purpose in our life if we drew it from our activity? Because we do. Right. So where do, we, where do we draw a line there or what do we do to make that line acceptable? So even though there might be a robot making podcasts at some point, we could still make podcasts. We can still do it for the fun of it. You can still do things regardless of if they're there is another person or entity that can do it better than you. True. But let's, uh, let's like, it's like carpenters, right? Yeah. Like you can mass produce a bunch of tables, but people are also going to pay more and are willing to do so for a handcrafted. So a market will still exist for the human touch. I think it will. Even if it's less, I think that a lot of things will be automated and become cheaper, but I think there's always going to be that, that want for, the human aspect, the the soul, if you will, of, of would what you, you watch robot entertainment? Like, would you watch robot porn or robot footballs? Like, robot I would watch sports? robot destroy each other for sure. Robot gladiators. Oh man, that sounds great. To see blood, to see oil and bolts flying everywhere, that'd be so cool. What if they don't like that though? So they'd have to be down for like suicide missions, basically. Actually, yeah, it but would it be suicide, would it be suicide? They just, because their their no, mind they wouldn't were, be dead; they'd be immortal, right? Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. Maybe be backed up. You couldn't die. Boy, wouldn't that be like a way, like a way to, like a sending off for your fleshy body? Like if you uploaded your mind, and you don't want to have to deal with your fleshy body anymore, so you you you, you force the the origin, 
of your being into like a, a gladiatorial arena. <laughs> so basically, it would suck. Like, like it's you, right? It's your body, but, but you're your about mind to be tortured. There, and so you're like, you blank out your mind, right? yeah, and then insert really some s- kind of controls over it. It's just so much to think about, and so many caveats. And I guess the only thing that worries me is that I do believe there's goodness in this world. I just don't think it's on tap. And I think that there's a lot more horrors that come from man than... Okay, yeah. So AI has potential greatness for evil and wrongdoing. I mean, just look at what China's doing with their AI and how they're becoming a surveillance state. They're Mm -hmm. punishing people for like jaywalking by using AI. And they publicly shame them. Yeah. Sorry. They publicly shame them for uh, for doing so. Yeah. And they'll, like, show them their picture on, like, a screen. And really? they'll say this person jaywalked and, like, I don't know what else. It was written in Chinese, so I couldn't read it. Wow. But and then they also want to create, like, a, a point system mm-hmm. for, like, like uh, social points. So you get a discount on your bus fare. Or you get banned from your bus fare. That's terrible. So yeah, they haven't done that part person. yet. But they want to. Oh, that's disgust. That's yeah. disgust me. And then they also want to pretty much surveillance yeah, everyone, like. not only on the streets but in the homes too, and see how much you're praying, see how who you talk to in a different foreign language, and how see many laws like that. you break in your and own. And then home. they put them into, uh, uh, like re- training camps, if you will, for the mind to like re reconditioning. Well, and they've done this with like Muslims in yeah, China. Like, right, it is. It is human rights violations to the nth degree. Well, that's 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 the biggest thing I think that we're going to see like a battle against if you will is how human rights are going to disappear because I think that's the direction this world is going as technology increases. Your 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 privacy is is gone even now. I yeah, mean, it's already you can you can ditch your phone, but it doesn't matter. It man. won't matter. It's like did you watch the social dilemma on Netflix? No, I haven't. So basically, that it's a really good. I thought it was a really good documentary. It was about, or it is about, though it's about developers, professionals that developed a lot of the social media or all of the the social media we use in the West and around the world. I would say, uh, and how they didn't do it ethically. Basically, they, they and, and many of them seem to regret the fact that they didn't do that, meaning that they didn't know the impact these systems would have psychologically on on humans and some of them talk about how everything is tracked that you do i mean the amount of time you spend looking at a picture your phone is, is keeping is sending data based your your phone is sending data about you constantly yeah non-stop where you are even when you think it's off which is crazy yeah because it's still receiving the cell yeah perception. and who, who really turns off cell phone nobody they go dead and you recharge and no one really like that I know at least actually turns off their phone and doesn't use it anymore. No, right? I used to do that, and I don't even do that anymore. Yeah, so I don't think I ever did that. I never just turned my phone off thinking. It I was. used to because I used to think that you know it was a it, for me it was a way to practice not needing it or using it yeah. all the time because I still bristle at that I don't like it. But now I've just given in. I guess some people will turn off their Alexa. Yeah, when they're like having conversations that they feel like they don't want to share with anyone. Ever. That's why I haven't gotten an Echo, but you know. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I haven't gotten like a Google. Because that thing or... listens to you, and your phone, but your phone listens to you as well. Yeah, it does. And, and they can. And use that's that what for... they were talking about: is your phone is listening to you. It's using its camera to to watch and map your facial expressions. Like I said earlier, like how long you look at a picture, what what's it, what the content of the picture is. Um, and that includes videos, what you read, everything, mm-hmm. all that, because all that data is is money. They say, they you know, they always say, in this world, we are the product, the human being. Yeah. Our data is the product. Yeah, that's, that's where all the, all the money's in yeah. is in data. And it's 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 a vast market. It's only just been tapped, even though we've spent the last twenty, uh, maybe twenty five years, let's say. I mean, that's what Google does, and that's what yeah. Facebook does too. Facebook has actually done social experiments, if you could call it. Yeah, with I'm sure the way they, they presented yeah. certain articles and certain things like that. Right. They they got more people to vote just by adding a button saying "I voted," or putting pictures with the button, and it turns out using pictures of like it your friends to work. who also 
voted gets you to vote too. Well, it's a peer pressure thing, right? Yes. And it works. I've seen it on uh, dating apps. Like Tinder has a, you can get like a, I voted early badge and stuff like that, <laughs> which to me is ridiculous. I don't, it is. I mean, it's I like, don't. who cares? I Man. don't, but people do. You know, it's like, I'm what just, team I'm, are you on? You know, it's just like going back to the, you know, the high school locker room, right? Yeah. You know, were you in soccer? Were you in football practice? Did you get picked for soccer? You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. So I'm so glad I don't use social media like at all. I don't yeah. even look at it. Like it's, there's very few that I do. Like Snapchat sometimes. I've been giving in a lot more lately, and I even started like a Twitter and a TikTok account, and. The main reason I've done that is because of this show. I want to, I want to share what we talk about to yeah. more people. Yeah, right. I want to do that too, but but it, I just it's, don't like. It's a catch twenty two. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just a, necess- a necessary evil, not a catch twenty two. And I call it that because I'm with you. I really don't want to um, have to use these social apps, but we have to. I well, mean, they're the tools. They're the tools that are yeah. out there, and we've got to use them. Absolutely. I guess if, as long as we're clever and we're moral about what we do, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, I agree Hopefully. too. I just don't like losing privacy. I do. I'm a good guy, right? I do. Yeah. I don't break the law. I don't. I don't have to worry about. That's things. just what he says. Well, true, but I'm not going to tell you what I really do. Um, I just don't like people invading my privacy like that, regardless of what I'm doing. If it's a good thing or a bad thing, it's just like just stay out of my life and go do yours. Yeah, that is not the future, though. I know it's not, and I'm just happy that Google's social media, Google Plus, didn't take off. Because you could you imagine if Google Google Plus got as big as Facebook, like they would have a capital on every like internet market at that point. Yeah, like it's ridiculous. I feel like it's all connected. I feel like there's probably a handful of owners, if you want to call that, in the world anyway. I know it's conspiracy theory because I don't have the data on this, but it feels like. The higher, like the longer you follow a trail, the less names you run into. You know what I mean? Like everything is a monopoly. Everything yeah. is well controlled, or at least well tamed. Maybe not controlled is mm-hmm. the right word, but it's tamed pretty well. And yeah, I mean the the market for data. When I think about it, is just it's like if I was staring at a universe or something. It's just it's we've only just touched the you know touched it where there's so much more room for for success for power for manipulation i mean look how people i feel like people are so easily manipulated by and i include myself in this like yeah i if i i used to be the kind of person who vetted every or tried literally vet i would say 80 to 90 percent of the things i read like in the news about anything i would try to vet right and see a bunch of data and, and job well now i feel like it's impossible yeah there's just so much information and disinformation and misinformation and it's flooded at a pace that there's no way i don't even think like professional resources are enough it's insane you'd need an army and it seems like the only army available is the user and the user in general just seems to be emotional you go on tiktok it is just an emotional roller coaster if you go on snapchat or tinder it's the same thing there is a lot of like mental health problems out there because of this man yeah yeah that's the worst of uh advertisements too i hate when they try to connect to you with an emotional state like they're trying to sell you their product using emotions oh, it's I like why it anyway. like that just makes yeah. you seem like they're cheapening their product it's like you need to you need to come to this primal state of my mind to be able to sell your product. Like, why can't you just tell me what you well, it's do? Supposed and why so you're much good. about you too, right? Like that they know you somehow, yeah, right. without knowing you. Yeah, that's why I also hate like, um, like uh, prescription ads, like for yeah. uh, medicine. It's like, and like especially like I get a lot of like bipolar and <laughs> depression ones. So the algorithm thinks you're nuts. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no offense like, to people that are bipolar. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I guess I'm a very emotionally unstable person, according to the internet. You know what, you know what, dude? I I've always thought, I've always believed this. I think we're all we all suffer from dementia or just mental health problems, but most of us are able to cope to cope. Yeah, able That's to it. we're able well, to over negotiate to it into our life and be and and appear acceptable. You know, I yeah. really think that's it because I don't. The human mind is just not. I think it's it's undertrained for the world it lives in. That's oh, what I think. yeah. Well, that's not even, that's not our 
parents or our our it's no one's fault our forefathers fault it's because technology is a big part of this right and technology has just exploded in recent history right Ever since the industrial uh, revolution, dude, just like in the last one hundred years, dude, just like, go back to nineteen twenty and compare it to twenty twenty. Yeah, no, it's I ridiculous. mean as best we can, right? Through what through history lesson, right? right? It's it's mind blowing, it really is. I can't imagine without having GPS, you know, like just living that way without having being told it's how not to so get places. Bad, dude. I, I was talking about it actually with one of the Uber drivers when I was in Arizona recently, and um. Because we were talking about how, you know, when I when I was a kid, I would, my dad drove 16 hours in a car every day. He was, he worked for Mayo Medical as a as a courier, and to spend time with him, I just had to go to work with him when I was on you know summer break or something. And one of the first things he did was teach me how to use a map, and I'd be like his navigator. And it's it's first of all, it's not difficult. In fact, it was a lot of fun, and. You make, like, even if you make a wrong turn, like back in the day, like when I started driving, you make a wrong turn, my brain would immediately start thinking, you know, what direction am I going? You know, what cardinal direction am I facing? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, get to know the land around you. And then you don't get nervous. It's, you're confused. You just find the next turn that puts you back in the direction you want to go until you find a major road that you're familiar with. Right? Yeah. And, the, and our society is designed that way. We're in a grid society. Everything's yeah. based on major roads. Unless you go to, like, Boston. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, the further west you go, right, the, the, the better it gets to understand, I guess. Because, like, that was one thing, too. Like, in Scottsdale, just walking around, I never felt lost. I always knew where I was in the town. I had, like, a mental map. But that is a good point you brought up because maybe a lot of people now, maybe yourself included, don't have that mental map. No, I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, my I, mean, I do mine, when it comes to, like... If I have landmarks, yeah. then I'm able to, like a, a business even as a landmark, yeah. then I'm able to like kind of navigate my way around mm-hmm. that. Because I, if I've traveled that area enough. yeah. But I don't know names of roads. I, n- I never knew names of roads, even growing up. I just never bothered to learn street names. Yeah. It always seemed useless to me. But if you had to go back to a world without GPS, you would. Your brain would well, know how yeah, to adapt. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I could, because I'm a human being and I know how to persevere. Right. But... It's still difficult. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It it's is still a, it's still something you have to learn, right? It's still it's something true, that you, but have you to know overcome. what? See, it's interesting that you consider that difficult because I understand what you're saying, but I look at it this way: once I understand how something works, like what you know, just travel, for right. example, then it becomes simple when you get lost. Now, for people that don't know maps or even like have a sense of where they are. When the GPS stops working or the phone dies, they have no idea, I bet. It must feel like a plane crash in their head because, like, they must <laughs> just instantly get confused and scared about where they are and where they're going because they're so used to just following a if line. If I'm in an unfamiliar area, for sure, I, I get – I'm not scared, but I am conf- I don't know where I'm going. I don't know which how to get back to where I was or how to get back on track if I don't know no. the roads or anything because I don't know how anything connects. You know, I don't know where – how roads – come together right yeah that was one thing i my father told me when i was young and he, and he was right was uh, always know which direction you're facing and you'll never be lost and it, it's true it is always i've always kept it in my head and it definitely helped me you know when i was a surveyor for sure yeah and really i just added to that skill when i used to do land survey but yeah there's a lot there's a lot of things that are about our society that I feel are are are, are going to be used as tools to like everything we've talked about. It's going to be a way for us to integrate with future AI, and how irrelevancy is going to be a big problem for just mankind in general. Because um, I'm trying to remember the historian's name, but he he put it this way, and I'm you know this is not verbatim that in the early part of the 20th century, the problem the world for the world over for laborers, which is most people on the planet was, um, you know, exploitation, meaning that workers were, you know, and it's still happening. People are used to, you know, they're worked to the bone and they're underpaid. Yeah. They live in squalor or just meager conditions. Well, just look at a factory worker. They don't get paid. Look at Dubai, at you know, it's a, to me, 
I find that place, everything I've learned about that place to be defined, I found it to be completely immoral. I mean, they basically have slave labor um, for the entire city. Um, but also, so, but going, I don't want to like sidetrack. So, it, so exploitation was the problem. In the future, it's going to be irrelevancy. Right. We're already starting to see that. I mean, robots are just going to take over the work. It's inevitable. They're just gonna. We're gonna. We're going to design technologies that don't need us. Yeah, at all. I would love to see a job that a robot couldn't do better. Ever. I can't think right? of anything that. Yeah, a robot one day won't do better. Literally anything. Yeah. Doesn't matter. And white smart. collar jobs are going to be one of the first to go because of it's just software. It's just da- uh, data analytics. That's all it is. Every problem is a math problem, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of are. Yeah. I mean, what isn't a math problem? There's nothing. I was gonna say art, but that there's so much. Well, to say art about art that is math, like it's just look at the golden subjective. ratio and uh, perfect spirals and things like that. Yeah, yeah, that's all math. The rules of threes, separations, negative space. It's all. You know what's funny? Fundamentals too? of art is math. It, I mean, everything is math. And it, one thing I I just had a thought. It reminded me of a thought I had rather was I'm not afraid of becoming irrelevant because I feel I'm adaptive enough to find purpose because my life has been that way, right? I, I like the idea of a renaissance man anyway. I want to learn as much as I can and be as good as many things as I can. What worries me is that my imagination will be subpar. That's what worries me, that that, uh, that a yeah, computer I, even, program even if, can have a better imagination than a, than man. I think that worries it, me more. I think it will eventually because, yeah, because it can go through scenarios a lot faster than you. So it can try out all these different things and, and eventually yeah, and, get something creative, and which can be a tool to us, right? Oh, yeah, it can be. But that's that's the thing, too. Like, I don't when I say I'm worried, I'm not worried that it's a contest, that it'll be better, but that it'll always be more impressive. That's what worries me. Yeah, but I think that you can still find joy in being creative. I'm sure we will. I'm a positive thinking. <laughs> I'm a positive person. So I'm, I agree. I think we will. Um We'll just find a way to adapt, yeah. you know. And of course, there'll be those that don't or don't want to. And I think that's okay too. You know what I mean? I think those people should have their argument as well. I don't think we should just all agree all the time, as long as we're not hurting each other. I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I wish that was the. <laughs> I wish that that everybody on social media had that uh, same sensibility that it's okay to be questioned that it's okay to be questioned yeah and that you should be questioned because it it makes you think about your own and that it's okay to make mistakes if you want to correct them after yeah like there's nothing wrong with it yeah i think we judge way too quickly now especially like you know again i don't want to pick on millennials but a younger the generation behind me they i find that there's no like whatever happened to brotherhood of man you know accepting differences in each other and loving each other, love thy neighbor, and, and finding, you know. Wasn't well, that what uh, this whole. No, it's not. It's the opposite. It, everyone is arguing for violence, and everything's about hate. If it isn't about violence, it is at least about hate. You know, and is I wonder how an AI, like, how would an AI fix our current social problem, right? It's like, like I'll go on, let's say you go on, a, on Tinder, and you're looking, I'm looking at female, like, I go on Tinder, and I'm looking at uh, female profiles, right? Okay. Dude. And I'm I'm searching like the the youngest I'll go is 25 years old, but it seems like any woman from 25 to like 32 all has like, you know, it's BLM, ACAB, and all this other stuff. And it's all if you look it up on the internet, it's all based on hate. So like, you know, all cops are bastards. That's what the acronym ACAB, ACAB is for. <laughs> so that that how is that about peace, right? That's just at at its core it's saying if you're a police officer you're a bastard so what they're so you're what, hating someone before you even know them. right it's, it's hating hate it's hating yeah I, I it it just any any hate is useless i feel like okay let me put what it about rage way. is rage no useless? rage and anger are useful but hate hate is to me a state of mind that lingers that lingers only when you don't cope or handle a problem right so it's like you know what happens in there's so many ver- ways there's so many versions of hate but a simple one to understand would be um two people who don't communicate well like in a relationship right yeah so uh the guy leaves a toilet seat up 
and the girl always leaves her toothbrush on the sink. Mm. Okay. So they're both messy and lazy in their own way, right? Correct. So rather than have a quick conversation in passing, you know, on their way to the breakfast table, honey, can you please stop putting your toothbrush on the sink? Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. And could you please also stop leaving the toilet seat up? Yeah, no problem, right? And and rather than having a simple conversation like that to just manage the little idiosyncrasies in life, some people just let things do. They let things build up in their head, right? Right. You, they never address thing the little, little things, things, and then and then, and then it what blows happens? Up. It blows up. You it don't blows know. Blows up. To... The little thing becomes a big thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of things right now are 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 executing that way. People are just immediately going to extremes. In my opinion, before they even understand what they're shouting about, there's a lot of parrot talk, right? Going back to the stream of information yeah. and disinformation, yeah. And how 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 do you think? How do you think an AI could help the pro- that that problem? What can effect can it have on that? I think an AI could become non-biased, right? Like they could become they won't have an agenda except for just reporting the facts. Which would be awesome. Well, I that, think, but that's almost useless. I mean, what I'm saying is like, how would it? How would it use its manipulation powers to create peace in 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 an era where there is very little? It seems. Mm. How moral can it be, and who controls its morality? <laughs> yeah, that would to see then. Once you're controlling the morality, then it becomes your morality, which is subject. Right, mm-hmm. your morality is different than another person's. Sure, yeah. So what you consider to be peace may not be peace to someone else. May not be peaceful. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so I don't I, think that uh, an AI could do it mm-hmm. unless it was given freedom to do it. Like you couldn't control the its morals. It would you would have to find have it find. I its guess own you'd morals. have to educate it, and hopefully, it makes moral human moral decisions. Yeah. But I, you know, I think about, I've thought about that too, and I'm sure I've, I know I've listened to people talk about it, uh, and and I, I tend to agree with like scientists who say, or, or you know, experts who say that an AI, you know, an artificial intelligence will have a human morality because it's built by humans. But they're they're not necessarily built by humans, right? So an AI, like a like a deep mind or yeah. like a neural network is built by machines. Machines are building these these AIs and right, being but the tested. fundamentals. What? Isn't isn't the what um, what that machine, what the AI knows and what it's testing is based on the human world. It only knows if we right, created here. But it it's not necessarily us. built by humans because it's like an evolution of its own. Right? So it's human right. can write uh, a a machine to write codes or to write AI. And then that AI will be tested by a teacher bot. Right. The teacher, but in the testing, the teacher bot, will, its main comparison will be us. Won't, it, won't that be true? Yeah. It's mainly going to compare to us and our morality and our current and Right, past but it decisions. can come up with its own. It could, but then... Out of I that, like, that wouldn't know, be in the control of humans except for being able to shut it off. Right. Well, we've, I'm sure we'd lose that almost instantly. We've probably already lost that. Hmm. <laughs> There's gotta be ways. The data has to be stored somewhere. So well, if you can delete, too, if you could turn off all the storage devices that it goes to, then yeah. it's then it's gone. Well, another thing too, based on that, it's like turning it off and turning off data centers and things like that. Uh, and Elon Musk, I think, is the one that made this point. He said, "This is a this is the biggest race ever in mankind mankind's history. the the first The first one to solve." super you know artificial intelligence in other words intelligence that is at least as some smart level. as humans which would then mean it be instantly become smarter than us yeah um is gonna win the global dominance race right they, they just are Wh- whichever country comes up with it first whoever executes executes it uh on the largest scale first that's the way i understood him saying that by his meaning i mean right but I think like a, a second one could become more efficient. Like you go, you take uh, AlphaGo, who did the the competition. With. I think they just. I think he just meant that once a dominance is established, that's it. Oh, okay. Then it's yeah, yeah. That's 
you know, GG, good game. <laughs> but who knows? I yeah, mean, I know because like there's different companies right now that are doing like there's different car companies. And just because one company has a dominance in their in their industry doesn't mean that another company can't come up yeah, but and this take this. I, mean, I know it's a lot different, but I'm just trying to become come a comparison at all. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. To me, I don't know if that's a good comparison. I don't know if there is a good comparison to AI. Maybe AI not. is so different yeah. than Maybe anything not. else we've done. It, it's it's amazing. It is so cool, and <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm hoping that we're alive for a lot of this crazy cool shit. That's I think that's, we will be. Automation is coming. Like self driving cars. We already got trucks that are doing um, self driving trucks for like freights. Well, we got cars, like trucks, or cargo. I mean, and it's growing every year. Yeah. Right? I mean. We got bots in warehouses doing yeah. everything. I mean, self-driving cars are literally around the corner. And then and then zero fatalities on the road is around the corner. That's going to be crazy. You can get as drunk as you want. Yeah, right? If you you can fall no asleep at the wheel. Who yeah. cares? Well, why would you? I wouldn't even sleep. I wouldn't be up front. If, the, if my car is driving <laughs> me, I'm in the back seat. I want like a mini studio in that motherfucker. <laughs> and why have front seats, fit, you know, front facing seats anymore? Just have like a little lounge, yeah, like a little lounge car that drives you everywhere. What you if your car like swiveled, like your seat can, so you could look out the front? Because some people are going to still be car sick. Like I know I will be. Well, yeah, okay, so, so we I'll have that. To- but I mean, even if you're, even if that lounge car breaks down, you're just going to call the the next AI tow. You know what I mean? You'll yeah, never would be I even want a, Would I even want my own car? Would I want just because you could just rent? No, everything's going to be a Netflix service. You're just yeah. going to pay a, a 999, 999, 999 to five, you know, a $10 fee per month. There we go. And you're just going <laughs> to, you're just going to get like, that's going to encompass certain, you know, amenities. Yeah. Basically like Google is doing that now. I don't know if it's how brand new, but it's new where instead of, you know, normally if you want to get rid of ads, you know, advertisement on an app, like right. a free app, you, you, pay. you have to pay, yeah. right? And you don't really usually gain more things on the app. It just gets rid of the advertisements. Well, Google now has a service. I think it's four ninety five a month, basically $5 a month, where you get access to all like hundreds of different apps without ads. Oh. And I'm like... Yeah, that's like everything turns into that when you think about it. Rather yeah. than because why would they keep paying advertisers or let advertisers get all the money? The money sh- they want the money, right? They'd rather get paid themselves. They're the ones hosting the technology yeah. anyway. So yeah, I feel like that'll happen for Uber in the future. You'll just have an Uber subscription, you know, that lets you get how many so, so many rides a month. Or I don't whatever. know if Uber still is, but they were at one point the leading like force of like self driving cars, like technology wise. I'm sure they're competitive about it because they've and got com- competition around the world, and it's not just Lyft. There's other services in different countries with different names, yada yada. Yeah. But yeah, I I feel like everything one day will just be a subscription of some sort, and that even our income will, in its way, kind of be a subscription because like parts of countries, like right now, America is basically a polyarchy, right? There's different economic biome systems you know right. the country over like different parts of the country are owned by different corporations and and things like that and, and economies that run them so i can see humans being treated that way in the future because we kind of already are right so basically you know one part of the government will be paying out a subscription to its you know 10 million citizens or whatever and then from that income people will have to determine what they then they themselves are saying like to. a like a universal basic income. Kind of yeah, thing. but it'll be but it'll be operated like a subscription, because that way it's I I would think they would go that way eventually too because it would just be handled much more easily. Well, I think we will have to have a, a universal basic income well, system eventually once we become irrelevant due to AI. Well, like we so. yeah, exactly and like what you talked about in China. Yeah. Uh, one thing I saw I read about is how because of all the data they collect on citizens in China, it's easy for the government to audit people. Everything, every detail about their life, it seems, can yeah. be audited. And well, they're also, that's one of the reasons they're, they're leading, one of the leading forces in AI is because they have so much data because yeah. the government just lets these companies get a hold of it and the government is funding it. I really think they're going to become the new world power. I think that... Or, there or might be an arms race. It, I should say there's going to be an arms race between um, 
like another China, Cold War, China and Cold us War. against with AI, a digital some, Cold War. Some countries are going to choose for the surveillance type uh, system using the AI, and others are going to go for freedom. Hopefully, like we do. Yeah, I fundamentally I like, or at least the illusion of freedom. Who knows how free the, we are when they're really taking our data like that? Man. Yeah, I mean, what what's really missing? In the West, I feel is just net, you know, the net neutrality. It's just privatization, and so once that's the only hurdle left, once that's not jumped but literally destroyed, then we'll be no different than any other government-controlled society. But that's what I don't want. That's the only thing that I don't like about AI is the lack of privacy. It's that's the only thing I don't like. But I mean, regardless of what we do, how useful is your privacy go. too? When you think about it, though, I mean. I don't let's care about just, how useful it is. Well, let's, to let's talk about it. I let's. Just, I agree with you. You know, I agree with the sentiments you have for privacy, right? Because I like the idea of being left alone. I value that. Yeah. And I would say I believe that I don't really. I'm not really left alone, even when I feel I'm left alone. Well, yeah, right. That's how they do. So, but let's let's discuss that. How how important is privacy? I mean, let's throw this situation at you. You know, we've talked about, we've joked about being in our 80s and then, you know, you know, playing around with technology. How much does your privacy matter to you when you're 80? We can't really say, but. I would say it matters just as much as it does now. Well, because I'm not changing. You're dying. (laughs) You are changing. I am changing. You're going away, friend. (laughs) I'm here forever, but <laughs> oh, see, that's contradictory. That's crap. No, because yeah, it is. Because you want to be left alone but immortal. I th- I don't think you can have both. No, I know I can't. But what I want isn't always what I get. You know, it's like. So even when I'm going to be eighty, I still value my privacy. If anything, I'll be more crotchety about it. I'd be more vocal. Oh, that I believe. I feel like if you had the powers of Superman, you would just use them to make sure people left you alone. Yes, you, you would, would not I, go around. I would. I would solving problems. I would feel, I would feel obligated to help the, the problems that I see in front of me, but uh, I would not go searching for problems to fix if I had. Mm, I can see that car is four miles from my house. I'm gonna go pick it up and drop it in New Jersey. <laughs> ah, I'm alone again. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would, I've been contemplating just moving out into the forest and building my own house and just living off the land. There's a dude that did it back in the 70s and 80s. I forget his name. But There's still people that go and do that and just go off the grid completely. Yeah, you can but, do it. I mean, we're, humans are fragile, but we're also pretty, I feel like we're pretty easy oh, to take care we're, of. We're, too. we're resilient. Species, we're resilient sure. and we're simple. Like, if you really, if you really want to, I think you could do it, Zach. Just learn how to be I know. I'm just, farmer, I just haven't. How to grow things. I just really like technology, though, and I can't have that in by myself. You know, I need society to give me this technology to be able to have it. I think so I need to be a part of society to access the amenities of society. I think that's yeah, that's what Edward said about you once. He's like Zach wants to be in the middle of the forest or something like that in the mountains, miles away from civilization, with the best internet possible. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's all I want. But you can't. Have that's that, all man. I want. It's you not can't much. Can't have it, dude. I could have it. No, there's no what? cell towers out in the middle of fucking Wyoming. I'll dude. go build my own. Okay. Oh, you're gonna go ruin that landscape just so that you can have no. The, the cell towers not gonna ruin anything. Japanese. Just, <laughs> it's gonna look. It's gonna look like a tree. All right. It'll be fine. <laughs> that, that makes it okay. <laughs> there's if a lot disguise, of dead squirrels and birds around that tree. Wow. They I shouldn't be landing a, on it. I think it that when you do disguise um, your surroundings as nature, it does feel natural. It feels. It feels more comfortable. Yeah, but it's just an illusion. Yeah, but what is it? A lot of things well, are illusions. To a, look, comfort is a power line <laughs> decorated as a jungle vine. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, it's cool to us, but it's gonna kill anything that tries to climb onto it. No birds are. All right. I have seen a lot of fried animals from power lines. Dude, yeah, no, squirrels, get, squirrels get in trouble. I've seen a lot, a lot of animals killed by basically us. So, yeah. You know why you don't find just piles of dead things around like those huge cell towers and huge power, you know, like power line towers? Because you're picking they them up. They clean them up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet you a lot of people don't know that. They get a lot of dead animals and they clean them up. Yeah. So I still want that, though. That's what I, I want to be in the middle of nowhere with yeah. with access to everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a dream state, I think. But who knows? I have Maybe a lot of AI. Though. It'll be possible. Maybe eventually we'll get. 
light transfer data. You know what I mean? Where information just is just sent just by light. Like from we a satellite. have it now, but where you don't need wiring and tubing. It can just be beamed. Yeah. You know? And then it's just beamed down to you to like a hub near you or like wherever you live. You build your little cabin out in the middle of Montana. I mean, Tesla you, wanted to electrify the earth. Yeah. We could do it. Yeah. I, th- I always thought that was cool, man. If we had all these Tesla towers and they were just arcing through the sky like lightning and shit. Dude, it would be intense. Well, it would be, be so crazy cool. to fly through, but it would be fun to like. Yeah, to but you could literally stick a plug in the ground. Yeah. And it will light up. Yeah. Yeah. That's magic. Look, that the only is reason magic. the only reason we don't live in a, in a Tesla utopia is because of money and greed. Yeah, that damn Edison. Yeah.